0: Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scaries.
1: October. It's almost Halloween. And
0: the has gone weird again.
1: <laughs> to true hauntings and scary stories. Where we talk about true hauntings and we tell scary stories.
0: <laughs> You've had a day, haven't you, Cindy?
1: <laughs> yes, you I have. It's but it's okay. <laughs> Yes, it is literally Friday, and it's almost Halloween, and I'm good. Everything is freaking good. So I'm busy as all get out, but it's good. It's a good busy? So, yes, it is an acceptable good busy.
0: Because sometimes you get busy and you're just like, man, I am just so busy, and I I don't want to be this busy because I'm working on a bunch of things that I don't want to I would so much rather be listening to Cindy and Kat talk about haunted self. <laughs> Well, today's your lucky day.
1: <laughs> um, today's episode is more story submissions. And this one is just from one person because they sent me a whole bunch, several. So we're just going to read through these and chit chat about it. And it's going to be spooky, but it's also going to be light and fun because that's how we do. Oh, also, side note, I was walking into my office earlier today. True story. And as I walked, like, as I was almost to my office door, I fully saw a pair of black legs, like, from the waist down scuttle away from the doorway and go into the office why gotta be like that no lie (laughs) but did they have shoes i didn't see shoes and honestly the feet weren't perfectly formed either either but i feel like it was legs because i could see the knee joint bend when it walked
0: no shoes new service you gotta let them know that (laughs)
1: They were just looking through the spooky stuff in here. That's all.
0: Ridiculous. And the clutter. You like and your. mystery
1: boxes everywhere.
0: Crazyness. craziness.
1: <laughs> yeah. That stuff happens to me a lot, man. I. Uh, I don't know. I'm a spooky person. So apparently so is Blake. Because Blake has sent us story submissions. What, what? Thank you, Blake. Says, hi, my name is Blake. Hi, Blake. And very new to your podcast. I want to say that I enjoy it very much. I very much like the idea of reading people's personal scary encounters and then just speaking of it and just putting your own perspectives in. I do this very often with friends and family. Our drinking nights always end up talking about encounters we have all had. I need to know your friends, apparently. Yeah. Goodness, I need to be in Tell this Tell your group. friends
0: to write in so we can we can read those too.
1: We can read them all in one episode, like you and your friends. It'll be a whole, and we can drink while we're doing it. Shit,
0: I mean, I'll, I'll do the voices. <laughs> I'll do the voices. <laughs>
1: nice. It says we go as far as talking about conspiracies.
0: Yes. Oh, I love a good conspiracy.
1: Anyways, here is one of many encounters I have had. This takes place in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, on Claire Hugh Lane. When I was around five to seven years old, the house we lived in at the time was great as a kid, but looking back at it now, it gives off creepy vibes, even from the outside. It was sort of hidden in the back of many houses and in a sort of wooded area. When I drove up to the house, you would have to go down this windy path that led to the house. That sounds awesome.
0: I'm picturing last house on the left. Nice. (laughs) To the right side was this
1: big space of nature with trees all over. Now, to me, that was amazing as a kid. Me and my siblings would always play all kinds of games from kickball to just making up our own version of baseball. Or we would take our bikes and ride up and down the windy path of the driveway. To the left side of the house was the house itself and even more space to just play ball and hang out, kind of like a front yard, but it was on the side of the house. The house was, I guess you can say, sort of a duplex, and we resided on the first floor. It was a nice house, being that I was part of a family of seven. When you walked in, goodness, that's a lot, that's a big family. Uh When I walked in, there was a living room. It had about four steps off to the side, which led to the kitchen, the dining room. So it was all pretty much just this big open space, which was nice for a huge family like mine.
0: No kidding. Off
1: the right side of the kitchen, there was a long hallway that led to all the rooms. Now that I gave a little background of how the house looked, I'll get into the good part. Oh, we are so about the good part.
0: And we got to have a good layout ahead of time.
1: Yeah. So now we know. Now we know the layout and we're going to get the spooks now. The room that I was in, me and my siblings called it the red room for obvious reasons. The room was red. <laughs> now being, well, I mean, we're all horror lovers. So, you know, I'm picturing like blood coming down the walls. Or
0: <laughs> I have also read Fifty Shades of Grey, though. In the Red Room of Pain. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. (laughs) Different podcast. You lost me. You lost me. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Now, being that my mother is a Christian and is very into the church, I am not sure how she did not see that this was a red flag. The Red Room, let's just say, had its own mind and would play tricks and stuff on me all the time. As I mentioned, my mother is very into church, so naturally she had a few members of her church come in and bless the house. Now, see, I grew up in a very religious family, and they never blessed any houses.
0: Well, I don't know, because uh, Catholicism is much more into the rituals and blessings, so I think it depends on, you know, kind of which Christian mm. Christianity Domination Methodist, uh non-denominational, Baptist, that kind of thing.
1: You said domination, and I was like, dang, what religion is that?
0: <laughs> Denomination. What is okay. it? Non- non-denominational. There we go. Words are hard, okay? Yes, girl.
1: <laughs> okay. So when they reached my room, they started praying faster and harder saying that there was a demon in the closet of course this freaked me out i am not sure what happened after that being that i was so young so some of my memories are a bit hazy man that's brutal they said in front of a kid that there was a demon in their
0: closet right talk about monsters that's
1: brutal then it says now i shared the red room with my sister When you walked in, my bed would be straight ahead up against the right wall. The light switch was also on the right wall as soon as you entered the room. To your left was the closet right by the opening of the door. The demon closet. Because there was a closet there, the left wall came out a bit, which created a little corner. When you turned that corner, there was my sister's bed. This is important uh-huh. to know because you would need to envision how you would walk to the door from each bed.
0: I can see it. My bed,
1: of course, was right in front. So you would just get up and walk straight. My sister's bed, you would just get up and once reached the end of the bed, you would turn the corner and the door to get out was right in front of you. Ooh, that seems creepy right off the bat. So it says, here is where things start to get interesting. Yeah. Or since I was little, very often at night, I would have to get up and use the bathroom.
0: Me too, girl. Me too. It happens even now. I still do that.
1: (laughs) So I would get out of bed, walk straight to find the door, only to realize that I could not find the door. So I would touch and feel all around and still nothing. I would then walk to my bed, lay down and repeat the process repeatedly And still nothing. I would always find the closet door, but never the door that leads out of the room. What? Of course, by now, I am crying because I have to use the bathroom so bad and I cannot leave the room. So my sister would wake up and tell me to walk towards her and touch her hand. Then I would do so. She would then say, okay, now go to the edge of my bed and touch my feet. So I would do so. Now all you must do is turn and walk straight and there is the door. I would do so and I was still unable to find the door. To make sure that I did not turn the other way going away from the door, I held my hands out and felt the edge of the cornered wall and walked straight. Now I should add that looking back now and trying to really remember everything, The room always seemed dark, like truly pitch black nothing. I have never experienced anything like it before. Like, if pitch black can get darker, it would be that room. Uh By now, my sister would get aggravated because she now has to get up and find the door for me. I simply could not find the door and was about to just end up having an accident. When my sister got up and turned on the light and opened the door, I was all the way on the other side of the room facing the wall. What? Now that obviously freaked us out, but I chucked it up to being nothing. This continued to happen every night for as long as I can remember, to the point where I, if I could not find the door, my sister would just automatically get up and open the door for me. Sure enough, each time that happened, I was all the way on the other side of the room. Till this day, me and my sister cannot explain how that happened. It is very often brought up in conversations when speaking about our childhood, the red room that spins at night.
0: Right, because like if she she's getting up and she goes over to her sister's side and she's at the edge of the bed, you know, she mm-hmm. should be able to just go to the edge and turn and there's the door. But she's on the other under- yeah. That's crazy. It's
1: almost like a, um, portal, you know, like you, like, um, oh, come on. You know how you can shift Mm -hmm. through, I'm thinking like Marvel superhero kind of stuff. Yeah. It's almost like that. Like she goes in one way and she just comes out over there or something.
0: Like teleportation. That's
1: weird. Cause if she's like, yes, if she's like touching her sister's foot, then she knows her sister knows she was in the right spot and then all of a sudden she turns on the lights and she's over there.
0: Right. The bed's not moving.
1: That's weird. It's weird, bro.
0: It is the red room that spins. That's
1: actually pretty cool. wonder if I can do a story on that.
0: <laughs> Hashtag copyright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would tweak it. <laughs> she says now just a little bonus tip here. I personally never really dove deep into this only because I am not sure how this works. This is my first time doing something like this, but I have heard that Pompton Lakes in New Jersey is said to be grounds of heavy witchcraft and dark magic. I would love to somehow do research on that town, especially that house. All I know is that it was built in 1930 This house made such an impact on me and my siblings that we are often talking about it and always Google it and look at the house. We have come to find out that the house is quite often up for sale. I can only wonder if that house all these years has been haunting each person that lives there. And then she has a big P.S. P.S. I went back to the house recently with my partner My partner and I was out all day running errands when I thought it would be a good idea to show her where all my haunting stories came from. So I plugged in the address on the GPS and off we went. As we were getting closer to the house, my partner turns to me and says, We are about to be at the house. In that moment, my heart sank and I got chills all over my body. As we drove down the road, I was thinking to myself, this all looks different, which I brushed off as this was just years ago that I lived there and things could have changed. As we pull up to this white house, she parks and says, This is it. I look around and said, No, it isn't it. This isn't even the correct number to the house. This house is 409. We are looking for 425. They say, I changed the real number of the house as people currently live there and I don't want. Any chance of people showing up. Right. Um. For a good 20 minutes, my partner and I drove up and down the streets trying to find this house, at least the number, the house number, and we couldn't find it. My partner then parks the car and says something that sends goosebumps down my spine. What if it's the red room messing with you? It all makes sense. The red room always played tricks on me. What if somehow it knew I was coming to visit again and started messing with me. On Apple Maps, the house seemed to be not even lined up on the streets with the other house, but rather behind all the houses as if it was in someone's backyard. We started to drive again, going up and down the streets one more time to try and find it, when out of nowhere, this sunny day suddenly turns very dark, and there are dark clouds rolling in. In that moment, my partner and I decided that it was time to stop looking and leave. On our way home, there was a gas station with a sign that was supposed to say help wanted. Instead, it read hell wanted. It could have been nothing, but all this was way too creepy for my liking. When we went home, we plugged the address in again, and there you go. The house showed up on the street like every other house.
0: Yeah, I think something was telling you not to go back to the house.
1: Yeah, I'm getting some super creepy vibes from this house. No kidding. Honestly, what is it? Is Was it um, House on Haunted Hill? No, what's that TV show, the Netflix series, um, Haunting of Hill House? Yeah,
0: Haunting of Hill House.
1: Didn't that one have certain rooms would, would be for certain people and stuff? Uh, I never watched that that show so I oh really oh yet. that's a good show girl you need to watch that you know what I love every single scene has a ghost in it somewhere but they don't always make it obvious so sometimes you have to go back and like pause it to even find the ghost in the scene okay and there's like a website you can search it up and they took snapshots of every ghost in every scene of the whole entire series pretty cool so yeah that sounds very haunted no kidding. Very haunted indeed.
0: And have to, to have the door thing happening every single night. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds exhausting. Without
1: fail for years. Yeah. I think I'd probably get to the point where I'd just get up and turn the light on every time. Like, why go through all that rigmarole?
0: hmm You know? You would just dread having to pee at night.
1: Yeah. That's when you go old school again and you get yourself a...
0: Little um No, Cindy, we don't talk about thing. that on the unhygienic <laughs> and gross. What'd you call those? Uh a there latrine was a name
1: for him? No. A latrine. No, isn't that like the outhouse or whatever? Mm, kind of. It's like some kind of kettle. You know, the whole the so broke you don't even have a pot to piss in. Mm-hmm. What was the pot called? <laughs> Somebody, somebody, go in the Facebook group and and tell us what <laughs> what I'm trying to say because I don't freaking know. Anyway, I I just find a way around bathroom time. I don't know. That's a cool story though. Yeah, especially since your sister witnessed it too, so it's not like anybody can say you were making it up because you both were there and were like, well, that's weird. That's why I always dragged my sister to stuff. <laughs> whenever I heard something or saw something, I'd go running and grab Tina.
0: Right. Tina, come on. <laughs> and that's why she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. You know, I was dragging her into, right? <laughs> into negative stuff. She
1: talks to me. But no, she just doesn't like to hear my voice <laughs> when I read. <laughs> she she goes to my blog. You know, and chamber pot? Chamber pot. Did you Google it? Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> chamber pot. That's when you get a chamber pot. You know what, though? Knowing that red room, the chamber pot would be like on the other side of the other bed or something. Like it would be somewhere mm-hmm. totally wrong. That's so cool. There's so much potential for a good story in that. Have you had anything spooky happen to you lately, Kat? In your spooky haunted house?
0: Uh, So about a week or so ago... I was already laying in bed, and the kid had gone to bed, and I texted my husband because it was getting late, and he had to work in the morning, and I was like, listen, you got to p- stop playing Farm Simulator and come to bed, okay?
1: You just called him out.
0: <laughs> I did. I did. And he will be happy for it because he's like, he wants to share that with everybody. Oh, you guys should play Farm Simulator. It's great. Oh, it's Lord. great. Hard pass. At least he's not watching hours of videos of other people playing it anymore. He's actually doing it. So, but I text him and I'm like, listen, those fields can be plowed tomorrow. It's midnight. It's time to come to bed. Okay. You got to get up at 6 a.m. Mm. So he gets up. He turns off his office light. He walks um, around our banister, turns off the downstairs light and the hallway light for the upstairs and there had been a couple brooms tucked in the corner where the walls meet because uh, i had been sweeping that day and he walks past him and he's about halfway between the switch plate and the door that comes into our bedroom and the, one of the brooms falls forward and hits him in the back
1: that ghost was like hey while you're walking past, sweep up this floor, man. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I heard the broom fall, and he comes in the bedroom, and he says, well, that was cute. I said, what, you knocked over the broom? And he's like, no, I didn't knock over the broom. She hit me with it. <laughs>
1: no, gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean she hit you with it? He said, I turned off the light, and I was walking past. And I was, you know, I was walking and the broom fell and hit me. And I said, yeah, are you sure you didn't, like, bump it with your foot or something? he's like, I was three feet away from that broom. I couldn't bump it with my foot. Mm. Okay. Wow. Well, she's mad at you for something. Or she's just trying to say hi, you know.
1: I feel like people confuse that a lot. Um, I feel, I think, like, I don't know because I'm not a ghost, but I think that if energies are trying to get our attention and they can't, they will keep escalating until they do. You know what I mean? So, like, what we perceive as them being aggressive is probably just them talking louder. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, like, trying hard- uh-huh. harder.
0: Enid just wants to remind y'all she's here. Exactly.
1: I sent out my latest um, mystery box. Well... I say latest. It's the one for September. I sent it out a while back and it's themed ghost hunting. And I think you got it. Did
0: you like it? I did. That was a lot of
1: fun. Yeah. I put all things in there that you can use for ghost hunting tasks. But I also put some Ghostbusters stickers in it because (laughs) I love Ghostbusters. So
0: and they're the good ones. That's his favorite, favorite movie. Like, you asked him, babe, what's your favorite movie? Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. What do you want to watch tonight? Ghostbusters. We just watched it. It's fine. We'll watch it again. So, I got one of those stickers. He has the rest of them.
1: <laughs> nice. Did he at least let you pick which sticker you got to keep? He did, yes. Okay, good. That's good. Well... The September box and the October boxes actually go together really well because the September box is ghost hunting themed. So it's got ghost hunting tools in it. And then the October box is divination themed. So it's got tools in it to help you like communicate with the dead and stuff. They work well
0: together. So we're going to find them with the September boxes and then we're going to talk to them with the October box. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. So if something creepy happens while you're using any of those tools, you had better email me at Cynthia at com. put in the subject line story submission, and tell me what happened because we want to read about it on the show. These are our favorite uh-huh. episodes to do.
0: Or if you don't get the mystery boxes, that's okay too. If you uh-huh. or your friends or your family or you heard a story from your coworker, you also can be awesome like Blake and send in those stories at the same email address.
1: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Literally anyone can submit their stories and we will most likely read them. I don't think there's any that I haven't read on the show. We have no limits. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> We're very excited about yeah.
1: them. It's our favorite. With that being said, Halloween is coming you guys get your spook on I know I will tell us all your spooky things in the Facebook group, join the group check my Etsy store yada yada salesy things if you want to get mystery boxes or whatever else I've got lots of different items there for sale, if you're into that look at Patreon and we will spook you later